from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Let's just call you DJ Cox on the ones and twos. Well, that makes sense. My name is Dennis Jamel Cox. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. 99.9 The Fan Sports in the afternoon. I'm Chris Lee. That's my man Dennis Cox. Uh, Dennis, it was a hot one over the weekend. Um, helped you move a little bit of furniture into your new place. Yeah. Um, and even as early in the morning as that was, boy, were we sweating. <laughs> so what a great way to uh, – and we were sweating because we were moving furniture. We were. Um, what a great way to cool off but to be at the pool, right? Absolutely. That's, that's a great way to cool off. We went to the pool this past weekend in my neighborhood. And uh, it was my seven-month-old daughter's first time. At the pool. Nice. Did she enjoy it? She seemed like she enjoyed it. There's one part she did not enjoy. Okay, what was that? Um, you know, there's always a, a group of rambunctious kids who are, like, not spatially aware. They're not really paying attention to what's going on in their area. Well, they were splashing, and they splashed her in the face pretty good. And we were, like, literally all the way over in, like, the one-foot area. And they were just being way too wild. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, yo, my wife was like, yo, hey. Y'all need to chill out with that. So let's talk about pool etiquette. That's for a right. Second. For our four of a kind. For our four of a kind. Four of a so kind at four o'clock. Rob Van Dam behind us. Uh, my first one, honestly, will be that. Uh, be spatially aware. Yeah. Like, uh, just know what's going on around you. If you're going to be playing a game, if you're going to be playing with each other, have fun. Bring all the vibes that you can. But realize that there may be baby babies, elderly people, small kids, things like that. You don't want to hurt any other anybody else. Or make them feel uncomfortable. Just be spatially aware. That actually goes into my number one, Chris. Don't play games across the whole pool. Mm. You know, let people enjoy their space. If you want to have a game where you're throwing a ball and stuff back and forth, that's totally fine. If you have the pool to yourself, do what you want. But there are other people there. Be cognizant of that. So yeah, don't yeah. don't take up the entire pool just to play your game. Because again, some people may just want to just wait around in the water and and just relax a little bit. That actually gets into my second thing as well. If, if some people are just waiting around in the, wa- in the water, just enjoying themselves, right? <laughs> what? I thought you were about to start saying wade in the water. Well, yeah, whatever. So if, <laughs> if some people are just kind of like, for example, if there's a group where you're maybe just someone's by themselves and they're just enjoying their time in the pool, if you have a little bit of like a small talk conversation with them, that's fine. But read the room and don't just linger around. Because mm, sometimes, you know what, one. sometimes I just want to sit here in, the, in this pool Maybe talk with you know my girlfriend or my my sister or my niece might come over there and hang out. I just want to chill out, just relax with them. Don't just come butt into the conversation the whole time. Like if you have a couple like quick moments or something like that, that's fine. Otherwise, just just like just just get out of the way. That's that's just a leave. big one. That's a big leave. one. Um, here's my second one. Um, I'm gonna put it this way: be at least relatively clean when you get into the pool. You should yeah. take a you should take a shower beforehand, just rinse off, yeah, or at least rinse off. Just a sixty second. But rinse there off. there are people who like will come and bring all of their butt funk from today and yesterday <laughs> and the day before yesterday, and they don't wipe well. They don't have the little you know white wet wipes behind the toilet and anything like that, and they're just bringing all the butt funk. They didn't bidet. <laughs> all the butt funk from from all the days. And and you get into that water and you're just like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, what is that? That is your butt funk, sir. Mm-hmm. And you need to wash yourself before you come in here. 
because we're sharing this water, okay? The chlorine only does so much. It's true. I hate that. Let's go to the next one, um, which kind of goes hand in hand. And I know there's a lot of mechanisms in, in place for this. Don't use the bathroom in the pool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some, some places have the dye or whatever that comes out if you, you know, if you start to go in the pool. Like, so you can get <laughs> caught sudden, out. All of a sudden, the water changes out. around you. And it's like, oh, oh, that's me. But it's, I, was so, I was so shocked when I was younger to find out so many people just peed in the pool. Just And listen, also pee in the ocean. I think I'm on the minority on this because it's like, I think that's disgusting too. Why do you pee in the ocean? People actually pee in the ocean and it blows my mind. Why are you peeing in the ocean? I feel called out. <laughs> and I, I figured you would because I saw the look on your face when I said it. If you are in a body of water with, with other people in that body of water, you should not be letting anything out of your body into that water. Just be cool. <laughs> Why are you peeing in the water? Anyway, that's, right. that's my three. All right, that's your that's your third one. All right, next one for me is pick up your trash around the pool. That's big. Yeah, because there are a lot of like community pools. You have some different tables and chairs, things along those lines. When you're done using it, just clean up after yourself. That's all I ask. Because I I, I hate going to a community pool and I just see a bunch of people's stuff just left behind. I'm like, wait, is, are people still here? Are they using this? Like, no, actually, no one's been here for a while. They just left all their trash. Yeah. Clean up after yourself. Yeah. Just as simple as that. My final one is this, Chris. I'm okay with people that want to bring some music and stuff with them, but just keep it contained to, like, where you are. You know? That's fine. What? This is what my last one is about. Oh, is it? Go on. Because I'm like, yo, bring the vibes, yo. Hey, I'm okay with bringing the bring vibes. Bring the but like, vibes. Don't blast. But that sometimes it it requires you to blast. Okay, it depends on how loud you're talking about. That's like, like, don't blast the music. If it's obnoxiously loud, bla- blast I mean. it. Don't but make it obnoxious. It probably does need to be loud enough to where if I'm on the other side of the pool. And and I'm chilling with my family, and you all of a sudden have the great tunes, and I'm like, yo, turn that up. I didn't realize you were black. Oh, snap, you're taking me back with it. Like, just bring the vibes, like whatever that is, whether it's the good food, whether it's just a good attitude, you know what I'm saying? Bring the great music, bring the, the, the cool games to the pool, whatever it is, bring the vibes, yo. Just, yeah, just don't, like, don't be obnoxiously blast the music, if that makes sense. You're 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 sounding like an old man right no, now. No, I'm not. So if I go to the pool and I'm just blasting cash money, like really loud, you're gonna be like, hey Chris, turn it off. No, I didn't say turn it off. I don't want to hear back that thing up. I don't want to bling bling. The block isn't hot over here. You're not running the pool. You're not rocking ice, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care every little time you step. <laughs> don't get your roll little on mama over loves here. To rep. Don't get your roll on over here, buddy. I don't need the, the whole world knowing you're doing your thing. That's funny. Well, <laughs> uh, I feel like our our last one's kind of um, kind of. Oh, no, I'm okay with bit. I'm okay with with I'm okay with bringing the music and stuff. I just don't. Are you? I am. Are you? I very much am. I'm gonna test this out. Okay. I'm gonna come to your pool, your place, and test this out. Well, as long as I don't hear it in my apartment. <laughs> Okay, or yeah, in that's, my that's house. a different level. Don't hear yeah. it in my house. That's, that's a different that's level. Different. That's a that's different. A different that's level. what I mean. Like I don't want to hear it in my house. All right.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's 5 o'clock. Time to get in the know with the biggest sports stories of the day. Here is your Daily Checkdown. Hit it. Welcome back, 99.9 The Fan. I'm Chris Lee. That is Dennis Jamel Cox. And we got to get you caught up on what is happening today. The top five stories in our Daily Checkdown. So as you're driving home, you know what's happening. So tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock at that water cooler, you can say Chris Lee was right and the Carolina Panthers need a running back over a wide receiver. Or you can All say right, Dennis, Dennis Cox is 100% spot on and they definitely need that number one receiver over there that running back. There are so many things to talk about besides what Dennis Cox is talking about. Duke is playing Coastal Carolina tonight for a chance to head to the NCAA Baseball Super Regionals. Of course, Miami Heat tying up the series uh, yesterday against the Denver Nuggets. The Stanley Cup, NHL Stanley Cup final game two between the Panthers and the Knights tonight. And the TST had a really solid weekend this past weekend in Cary. But let's start off with number five. North Carolina native, and of course, one of the best sports stars to ever play in the state of North Carolina, collegiate and professional, uh, Julius Peppers. He will be on the 2024 National College Football Hall of Fame ballot. Mm -hmm. So this isn't officially he's going into the Hall of Fame or anything like that. But it was announced today, and, and, and you know North Carolina also put this out there. So this is how we found out about it. He will be on that College Football Hall of Fame ballot. Let's go back and uh, talk about some of his um, stats when he was in college, right? Three years, 1999, 2000, yep. 2001 at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. 167 tackles, 53 tackles for loss, 30 and a half sacks, five interceptions. And we didn't even mention that he was a pretty good basketball player, too. Yeah. Uh, if you do not vote for Julius Peppers to be in the College Football Hall of Fame, all your rights to vote should be revoked. Simply put like that. Everyone should be voting for that guy. That guy was an absolute monster at Carolina. And like you said, in just three seasons, put up those kinds of numbers in three years. Absolute beast. Outside of Michael Jordan, right? Mm -hmm. You could make the argument that the player from the state of North Carolina mm -hmm. who played college ball in North Carolina yeah. and who played professionally in the state of North Carolina, because Michael Jordan didn't do that. No. Julius Peppers is the GOAT. Oh, you yeah, could really make North that, Carolinian. You could make that argument. A North Carolinian who played college in North Carolina and professionally in North Carolina, Julius Peppers is the GOAT, man. It's hard to top it. It's hard to top it. I saw shout out to Southern Nash. I saw a stat also uh, that talked about Brian Burns com in comparison to Julius Peppers, and I can't remember the the, uh, the sack numbers. But when uh, Julius Peppers in his first four years in the NFL, he had four more sacks than what Brian Burns has right now after his 
first four years in the NFL. So Brian Burns also, that shows you the level of production he's bringing to Carolina Panthers and why the Panthers definitely need to sign him to a long-term extension uh, sometime before the fall begins uh, so that we can keep that around. Uh, Julius Peppers, 2024 College Football Hall of Fame ballot. Let's go to number four. One of the four, all of the four, or half of the four. You know, Chris, the soccer tournament, by all accounts, was a major success over at Wake Med Soccer Park. I loved it. 32 teams all from across the world, 7v7 soccer tournament, a bunch of games played over several days, and the first place that were chosen for this event was right here in our backyard at Cary at Wake Med Soccer Park, which is home of the NWSL's NC Kurtz as well as NCFC. John McGar, who's the director, founder of the basketball tournament, again, a million-dollar winner-take-all event, co-founded and started this event, the soccer tournament. Chris Paul, formerly of Wake Forest High or Wake Forest College, Wake Forest University. My apologies on that. I had to go through the gambit. But formerly of Wake Forest, now in the NBA, is an investor in this event. Well, John McGar was on with Adam Gold, said, yeah, they want to keep this event here. We would love to. I mean, it, I I am blown away, as is our whole team and the players at the support. Unbelievable show of support for four straight days. I mean, that we heard that that is the hotbed of the sport. <laughs> and we found out firsthand. Like I've always said this with basketball. If the community shows up for us, then we're going to show up for them. And it's, it's, I'd be hard-pressed to say anything different other than it was an incredible, incredible show of community support. We'd, we would love to go back there. I mean, what an innovative tournament. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never seen seven versus seven soccer before. Now I kind of – I wouldn't say I prefer it, but, like, if I'm going to go to a soccer event and be there for days, I think I want to see that. Seven versus seven, game moves fast. It's, it's physical. Uh, it's shorter space, and you really see – people's skill on display but outside of the great product that was actually on the field that Mm -hmm. John Mugar and his team brought for the soccer tournament they also helped themselves out by the way they handled a PR crisis oh yeah on Thursday the first day of the tournament this is the first time this tournament has ever been held and on Thursday they had their PR crisis when a player from Dallas United called or said a racial slur towards Frank Newble who plays for West Ham United. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a black player that plays for West Ham United uh, from England. And the way John Mugar and his team over at TST handled the situation. Yeah. I mean, this thing probably happened around 7.30, 7.45 or something like that. It was that. later in the evening on Thursday. By 11 o'clock, Dallas was out of the tournament. And they handled that situation on Thursday. You even saw on television back on the stream when everything was happening, one of the, you just mentioned him, Chris Paul from Winston-Salem, North Carolina, played at Wake Forest University. He's one of the, the folks that's investing in this. When the whole thing was happening, they were trying to figure out what was going on. Chris Paul was even on the pitch talking to the soccer uh, players, trying to figure out what was going on. And I'm sure he was a part of the, the team who, who said what the next – uh, steps were going to be what the next action was going to be to handle that situation they did an amazing job with that by all means everything there was run properly and, and especially with that that incident that took place and even the west ham and other players had praised the tst for Absolutely. how they handled it uh they had their code of conduct it was all laid out there nope sorry you guys i don't think dallas officially withdrew but yeah 
They basically were told, you guys probably should go. And I'll just say this really quick. My understanding. Anton Ferdinand, who is a huge soccer player uh, over in, in Europe. He plays in the U.K. for West Ham United, obviously. But he has had a history of this. And back in 2011, he was playing in a soccer match, was called a racial slur. Mm-hmm. Uh, went through the whole process and all that type of stuff. And then in 2020, um, the BBC, the British Broadcasting Company, uh, they actually did uh, a documentary, a one-hour-long documentary on Anton Ferdinand and his fight against racism. He's been a part of a group called Show Racism the Red Card. Uh, and he was saying, out of all his experience, this is a 38-year-old man known internationally for playing soccer. He said other leagues and other tournaments have something to learn with the way TST dealt with that. If that isn't uh, an okay, like, hey, pat on the back, you're doing a great job. John Mugar and TST, I don't know what is. Amazing job for, from them and also the great uh, show of confidence from uh, Mr. Anton Ferdinand. All right, next up. One, two, three. Game two tonight, NHL Stanley Cup final. We have the Florida Panthers, mm-hmm. who unfortunately beat the Carolina Hurricanes to did. get in this position, taking on the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, the Panthers are 3-0 and in game twos this postseason. They lost, obviously, 5-2 to two this past weekend in Game 1. Dennis, do you think they can actually steal Game 2 from oh, Las Vegas? Yeah, absolutely. The final score doesn't indicate how close that game actually was. Again, it was Facts. 2-2 Facts. in the third period, and we saw eventually Vegas pull away. They started actually finishing their opportunities. You know, Florida had about 10 days off. Between the end of the Kane series, true. Yeah. between the end of the Kane series and, and Game One of the Stanley Cup, so again they had about ten days off. So I think they're just trying to get their legs back under them a little bit. I think this series goes six. I think Vegas wins this one, but I see this series going six. But yes, Florida Panthers win tonight. It you will, can listen to that on the fan tonight, by the way. It will be interesting to see uh, what adjustments the Florida Panthers make, right? Because as you said, it was a two-two game in the third period, and then all of a sudden the goal sto- goal scoring started. Uh, for Las Vegas, they ended up winning 5-2. to two. And, you know, this is one of the things I said to you when I came in this morning. Watching that game, game one over the weekend, felt like watching the Carolina Hurricanes versus the Florida Panthers. The difference is that the Golden Knights actually finished on their chances while the Hurricanes didn't. But as far as how the game flowed, the pace of play, uh, the chances that they were able to get, Man, that felt like the Carolina Hurricanes, and that shows where the Carolina Hurricanes are lacking uh, right now and maybe what they need to go after this summer. And I think that's what makes it even more frustrating, Chris, is the simple fact that Canes were that close. That close. That close. I'm like, I'm like, that could be us. Bruh. It could be us right now, but it's not, and it makes me sad. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, next one up. And I don't even care who number two is. Game two last night in the NBA Finals. We saw the Miami Heat take down the Denver Nuggets, 111-108. Jamal Murray had a chance at a buzzer beater to tie the game there late. Uh, Fortunately, it rimmed out for him. 
But nevertheless, a close game. And I saw you want to talk about adjustments. It's it's funny how people always throw the word adjustments out, but like let's actually offer an actual adjustment. I said after game one that Miami needs to attack the rim, get to the mm-hmm. free throw line, get guys like Jokic and those guys in a little bit of foul trouble, attack yeah. the rim and control play that way. It's amazing how you go from two free throw attempts in game number one to 20 free throw attempts in game number two. Imagine that. It was definitely different. And another adjustment they made, uh, the Miami Heat, was to bring in uh, Kevin Love. Kevin Love hasn't really played a lot for them this postseason. He's been a little bit nicked up lately. And he was in the starting lineup. And I thought it was kind of interesting because you have Bam Adebayo from North Carolina mm-hmm. who kind of plays that that point forward type of uh uh, position he helps facilitate the offense and uh, he'll handle the ball. He'll have the passes and and things like that to to open people up. But then you bring in Kevin Love, who can also do a lot of the same things. Kevin Love is a great passer, and one of the great passes that I immediately thought of was when Kevin Love grabs the defensive rebound. Bam leaks out ahead of Jokic, and uh, the 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 pass is right on the money. But Jokic ends up, you know, taking Bam down, clear path foul. Bam goes to the line for two plus possession, and that really showed the difference that it made because it gave you another threat uh, for the Miami Heat. And where they didn't make a lot of shots in Game One, they made more of their shots in Game Two, and you saw uh, more, I guess, even scoring for them. Bam Adebayo from North Carolina, give him a huge shout out: twenty-one points, nine rebounds, eight for fourteen uh, shooting from the field. Um, great game by him. Great game by the Miami Heat. It'll be interesting to see what Denver does now going back to Miami. And unfortunately, we don't think we'd know until what was it Thursday? I think is when we actually get game number. Yeah, game number three. It's such yeah. a long break. But I understand there's a little bit of travel in this situation. But nevertheless, you can still listen to those games right here on ninety nine nine. The fan. All right, let's get to our top story here, Chris. I am number one. Duke. The Blue Devils have a chance to make it to the NCAA Super Regionals. Mm-hmm. Right now, they are in Conway, South Carolina, and they have to take on Coastal Carolina tonight at 6 p.m. And if they win this game, Dennis, the Duke Blue Devils will be headed to the Super Regionals. It would make just the second team from the state of North Carolina yeah. to make it to the Super Regionals. We had eight teams make it to the NCAA tournament in general. Six have been eliminated. Wake Forest is right now in the Super Regionals. They will host that Super Regional against uh, Alabama. Duke has a chance to join them, and it will also be the third uh, ACC team in the Super Regionals. It's it's disappointing in the sense that I know you and I are rooting hard for all the schools here in North Carolina. The fact that only one as of this moment is still, or has only moved on to the Super Regional, it's disappointing in that regard. And obviously when you have regions like where for example Duke was had a matchup against UNC Wilmington in the very first game of that regional Campbell and NC State ended up playing each other twice down in in Columbia South Carolina NC State beating Campbell the first go around but then Campbell beating NC State the second go around so they the two of them split against each other so it's been a little bit difficult to see that in the sense that man these North Carolina schools had to beat up on each other and then UNC no Vance Honeycutt, who's one of the top prospects in college baseball right now for North Carolina, who's been out with an injury, didn't play in the ACC tournament, didn't play in this regional either, and not seeing him playing or being available was also difficult because I think that was the – we talked to Darren Vaught earlier about this. If you missed it, check it out on the Best of 99.9 The Fan Podcast. He said that just him missing 
was just the might have been the difference maker for UNC, just him yeah. being out there. I mean, Horvath did a great job out there in center field, yeah. covering for him in his in his spot. But like, man, just sometimes that one player out of the lineup can just change everything. Yeah, it's been very interesting, and, and, and to get back to Duke since they do have a chance to make it to the Super Regional tonight. Another thing that Darren Vaught brought up is basically Duke struggles, right? Like, mm-hmm. in one of their uh, huge struggles is they don't have the same type of arms or pitching staff that you would probably want for a team at this level at this point of the year, right? And so one of the ways that Duke has won consistently this entire year is, you know, putting up 8, 9, 10, 11, 13, 12. I missed, I just totally skipped over 12. 13 yeah. runs, you know, in a game, and that's when Duke is, is their, at their best is when they're scoring that much. Um, if you look at their first win against UNCW, 12-3. They went against Ryder. Now, Ryder isn't that good of a team, right? No. Like, in comparison. So, they did win that one 2-1. to one, But you can do that against a Ryder. But then when you go against Coastal Carolina yesterday, well, they lost that one 6-8. to eight. So, Duke is the type of team where they need to score a lot. You're talking about an ACC tournament, losing to NC State 7-8. to eight. Uh, Losing to Miami 6-7. to seven. This team needs to score a lot tonight. And that is something that's going to be uh, – that you'll have to look out for because – they, they have a hard time winning those close games, and that's something that Darren Vaught also talked about. You can hear on the Best Of uh, podcast later on. You can listen to Duke baseball over on WREO News Plus. Again, first pitch comes up at 6 o'clock, so we're about 40 minutes away. Chris Edwards on the call. So 96.5 FM if you're in the Durham area, 99.3 FM if you are here in the Raleigh area. So you can listen to WREO News Plus, and that's where you can listen to Duke baseball later on today regarding that. Again, Wake Forest is going on. Now, speaking of Wake Forest, John Curry, the athletic director of Wake Forest, joined the Adam Gold Show earlier today. And you can hear that full conversation on the best of the Adam Gold Show podcast. They got into a lot of different things, Chris, regarding how the ACC currently right now are projected to not make nearly as much money off television revenue. Also got into the fact of how the baseball team and women's golf have had fantastic springs. Women's golf winning a national championship for uh, for um, for women's golf for Wake Forest. But one thing John Curry, Chris, got into was about, for football especially, providing, he said, value with their partnership with ESPN. I'll play a little cut for you, for you from Adam Gold talking with John Curry. Under our commissioner, uh, Commissioner Phillips' leadership and working with our ESPN partners, I, I think – I think what we're really talking about is value, right? So how, how do we deliver value to our media partner, ESPN? And in turn, how do we use uh, the exposure that comes to our universities uh, to deliver value to our universities and the communities that we serve, right? And so, you know, some of those windows, uh, you, you take Virginia Tech, for instance. You know, years ago, Virginia Tech leveraged Thursday night yep. and a willingness to be on Thursday night to build their program. And you look at where that university is from a total enrollment now versus where it was 25 years ago. And part of that's because they leveraged that Thursday night uh, window so everybody in America could see what a great atmosphere it is at Virginia Tech, right? Mm-hmm. And so looking at those kind of opportunities um, to to provide more value and more exposure for our student-athletes in our programs uh, is important. And in turn, uh, that provides you know, value to our partners. And it's a partnership. You know, last year, uh, when uh, Wake Forest and, and Clemson were playing, um, you know, a top-ten matchup. And, unfortunately, uh, we lost in overtime. But 
in the in the fourth quarter of that game, 5.8 million people mm-hmm. are watching Winston-Salem, North Carolina, Wake Forest Demon Deacons against the Tigers. That's valuable um, to uh, to our partners, but it's also really valuable to Wake Forest University. It's valuable to our student athletes who are participating, uh, and it's valuable to Winston-Salem. That's huge. I mean, it's it, we'll have to see what happens with the ACC and 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 trying to generate mm-hmm. more money, but. Man, um, you know, right now it seems like outside of football and basketball, the ACC really is dominating in a lot of the other sports. For the most part, they really are. And to kind of get back to, again, providing value with your partnership with ESPN, yes, the grant of rights in their deal with ESPN runs through 2036, but there are different windows where you can renegotiate with ESPN Disney. If you're providing higher value, and again, higher ratings, that's the key thing. If you're providing more value, you can ask more in return from ESPN, mm-hmm. which, again, would close that gap that the ACC schools are looking to have with the SEC and the Big Ten. Are you going to make up the massive difference? No, but you can still you can still close the gap a little bit. But also something, uh, again, if you listen to the full conversation, John Curry, the AD of Wake Forest, had with Adam Gold. Adam did ask him about, all right, there is this gap. What does that necessarily mean? Like, what's right. what does that signify? And Curry pointed out, it's like, well, you have to be strategic with how you spend, and really finding the most value where you put your money. And he said, we have one of the best facilities in terms of for football, in terms of like on campus for their athletes. One of the best baseball facilities, one of the best women's golf facilities. So they have great facilities. But again making sure you're spending your money the proper way and also making sure you're getting sponsorships from other places, Chris. I, I will say that uh, I, I agree with that when it comes down to Wake Forest and their facilities. Because uh, you've spent a lot of time there. Being in that area and uh, covering Wake Forest as close as I did, uh, like, you know, within a, a span of five years, like their facilities got a crazy upgrade all around, right? You have um, the, the, the Mitt Shaw Center, uh, which is on campus, and it's a, it's a mix, like all the – uh, all the sports are housed there, but you have this huge football facility that's that's connected to it. Mm-hmm. This uh, then you have the the basketball facility that's a part of that. Um, that's there. It's, it's an amazing facility to see that. Um, and then over at the baseball complex, we got a tour over there, and you have VR, virtual reality, to help pitchers, you know, pitch better. That's that, that they're using over there. Yeah, and so many different things that they've put into. Uh, that ballpark over there, Couch Ballpark. Um, Wake Forest really has – it's a small school, and I think you know people here in this area kind of like look over Wake Forest, look at Wake Forest as the little brother of the North Carolina ACC schools. Mm-hmm. And, in, and in a lot of ways that's correct, but the facilities over there that they're building and that they're making sure that their athletes have, they are creating a second-to-none experience that a lot of folks need to catch up to. And so there's a lot of truth behind what John Curry is saying, and he's helping to lead that charge.